money could be a beautiful sound, but it could also be a really ugly sound too, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, we're falling right now. That's <laughs> falling hard, Free but first, falling. this is Better Than Money, and I am Lacey G. I am joined today by the wonderful, talented, and hugely knowledgeable Jonathan Kuhn. Hi. And uh, I'm Jonathan Cohn. I'm an investor, I'm an entrepreneur, and I am trying to decipher crypto. <laughs> Who isn't right now? Right. Uh, uh, first of all, you just glossed over the fact that I really butchered your name. I'm trying so or, hard to get it. It blows my mind that we've been friends for this queso, long. Con queso, you know, like the, mm. with, with cheese. Go, go with the with cheese. You know, I'm from Georgia. I know, and I um, Well, I mean, I've been here for long enough from Texas, but um, I'm from Georgia, and I went to a Mexican restaurant one day, and I tried to order queso, and everybody was like, what is that? Are you talking about what, melted what did cheese? You, yeah. What did you order? That's what they call it in Georgia. I normally have Southerners back, except for as far as that's concerned. It's not melted cheese. No, no, it's not. Well, they... The thing at the stadium is melted cheese. Well, that's gross. <laughs> Just that nasty melted yellow cheese that you put on top of nachos and you yeah, call them nachos. That's no, tough. that's fake cheese. Okay, well, um, let's start with today's show. Man, Let's. Uh, where do we start? At the bottom. Uh, the end is near. Yeah, a Paco Crypto. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. Uh, so we are sitting today... Uh, it is February 6th. We are currently sitting with Bitcoin at $7,756 and it's been through a wild ride all the way down into the 6,000s. Ouch. Actually, actually it broke under 6,000 there for a minute uh, on a few exchanges. And then we had the SEC special hearing, which we brought to you with uh, some live charting and... I, and some audio. Some audio, yeah. I need to edit that and <laughs> post it. But we had some lagging issues and we had... I'm still trying to figure out the live streaming stuff. So, uh, YouTube, you're giving me a run for my money. Um, but no, we are doing pretty well from a correction standpoint. I think we're almost uh, about to hit 100% correction if this thing keeps going down. So, it'll be interesting. <laughs> So what is uh, correction? A correction means that we did something and now we're doing the opposite of that something. So we went all the way up from the 5000s and just ran 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 all the way up to you know nearly $20,000. Uh so now we have come from the clouds back down to earth and uh back uh the funny thing is if you go to Coinbase and you look up let's see I want to do this again today. Let's see if Coinbase will let me do this real quick. Um, uh, they give you the one year, like how you, how you're doing if you had money in the, in Coinbase a year ago, right? And so we'll go to their charts. So it shows you how well you were doing compared to how bad you're doing today. So that's like a Facebook memory flashback it's a whenever Facebook you see, flashback, right? yeah, you see the photos from six years ago and it's like, dang, I was looking really good. And that's you look right. in the mirror and it's like, yeah, never mind. Yep. Yep. So there's a, so a year ago, right? If you were holding Bitcoin a year ago, you were up 648% right now. Up $6,698. And today, what are you looking at? I mean, it's kind of funny when you're looking at the screen and you see that since last year, it's grown almost as much as the price of it is right now. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a weird, I mean, that doesn't really happen normally. So are we in a bubble? Are we coming down off our bubble? I'd say we're almost done with our bubble. I, I drew a couple of charts today 
that were pretty interesting. Um, I'll try and bring up my telegram. Um, so I'm starting to post a little bit more online, a bunch of my research and I'm working. What are the socials? We have better T H N money, better than money, but T H N not T H A N. Somebody um, stole that name from us on Twitter before we could get it to before it. Before we had it, darn it. <laughs> but, uh, I am on Twitter at CryptoCon, crypto K O H N. And, uh, you can also find us on discord at, uh, better than money. And you can find us on um youtube uh facebook better the money podcast and we have better the money podcast.com that's right the website and uh john's getting fancy on all these right steam too uh that's the big one we need to start pumping some steam action up in here Uh, some steam it so we got uh steamit.com forward slash at better than money uh, and if you hook us up and find us on Steam, it then you will be, you will be supporting the podcast with Steam. So we like. And that. then a year from now, we can go back and look and say how much were we worth then compared to now, I and know. hopefully there It'll, will be a difference. Ho- hopefully that number will look like that Coinbase number, and we'll be up six hundred and fifty percent. It won't be all super depressing. Uh no, no, it won't be. Uh but so I posted this this graphic. Oh, let's see if I can open it up here. Open in new tab. There we go. And so what that shows is there's in the background you can see um, this picture of Wall Street cheat sheet, and it's like the typical bubble. Uh, and so the different stages of the bubble. So let me pull up a better image of that. So this is the psychology of a market. And so what that says is basically that all markets start with disbelief and they move on to hope and then optimism and then belief kicks in and thrill and then there's euphoria and then uh complacency then anxiety and then denial i'd say we're at panic right now mm-hmm. panic uh has definitely come um we are probably getting into capitulation where we're getting into 100 percent of the actual return all the way back down uh and we'll probably if tether blows I think we'll get into some anger. I think we'll get into some anger and some despair, uh, some depression in there. Uh, the funny thing about all this is that my graph that I did earlier, it shows that this cycle has repeated several times. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that from November to March of last year, and then we go again from May to about September where we have another fall and then from about September to now we had our next cycle so what that tells you is that yeah we are going through the you know stereotypical psychology of a market but we're moving in a compressed time manner in like something that I would say like a logarithmic time fashion where we're getting faster and faster and faster as we we swing wider and wider and higher and higher. So uh, there's this uh, there's this pretty interesting prophecy that Bitcoin's going to a million dollars. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe it? I don't know. You don't know. I'm I'm still in my uncertainty. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. So I'll ask you this. Um, Having seen what you've seen thus far, 
do you think we're going to the bottom? And by the bottom, I'm saying to zero. Or do you think we're going to get a rebound and we'll see the highs again? Okay, my unexpert opinion as I'm going through this scenario blindly. Blindly. I want your blind faith. I I mean, I I hope and I think that it is going to come back up. I don't think that this is the end of Bitcoin. Sure, it's falling, but then it's going to come back up. And you're talking about all these cycle of changes that it's gone through. Were all these people around the first time to have the despair and the uncertainty? Because we have a lot of newbies on board who jumped in, including myself, who jumped in and was like, oh, crap, I should have listened to Jonathan back in the day whenever he told me about Bitcoin. And now I'm throwing in some measly money at it and I don't even have a Bitcoin. Well, so what what we have to learn about all this is that these are cycles. And so as long as you understand that there is a cycle that goes up and it comes back down. I'm a woman. You don't have to explain to me cycles. Okay. I got this. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. So every 28 days, right? If you got your 28 day cycle, (laughs) well, then you you know, you know, you got to take your pills. You're not going to be hard on your man. Don't talk womanhood to me. I got this. So just prep. I mean, just be ready at the bottom. Uh, Know that it's coming. Know that if you were willing to put in at the top, you're willing to put in at the bottom and you're going to cost average your way down. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to let go of those chips at the top. I mean, not all of them, but ride on on house money. You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead and take take whatever you invested off the table, leave the rest in, do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do do stuff that's sensible. Don't do anything crazy. Again, only do what you can afford to lose. Um, the SEC today had a really interesting meeting. Uh, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Um, Did they have an, a, a conclusion to that? or No, uh, they just basically had uh, a hearing where senators got to talk to the respective heads of like the people that are going to be in charge of this. So the Federal Trade Commission, I think, was there, and then that, the head of the SEC was definitely there. And they were basically speaking in, in addressing this particular market. And... First, they came out with some really interesting comments about, you know, what they thought about it, the future of it, where we are on it. And then the gloves came off. Mm-hmm. And uh, one senator came out and just flat out goes, well, can you explain to me on all these disclosures when you get out your 401k, do you read your disclosures? And the guy was like, well, I'm a lawyer. Supposed to say yes, but, but no, I don't. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, sir, I want to ask you, what's the point then? Is the point, you know, to help the lawyers and the bankers or is the point to actually help the individual? And so the people for the in people. this cryptocurrency, I mean, just the fact that the cryptocurrency world uh, all of a sudden is now driving the discussion at the SEC of whether or not there should be a nanny state protecting you as an investor from your own investment. It should be a what state? A nanny state. So the nanny state is the idea that you have the government be your nanny. Okay. That they hold your hand and they make sure that you don't stick your finger in the socket. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that works great when you are a kid. But mm-hmm. when you're an adult and you have a nanny telling you what to do, it doesn't work out so great. And so what we are seeing is that um, the SEC basically just got challenged by a senator as to, 
hey, who are you really protecting by adding all of these disclosures on Bitcoin that nobody can really understand? Mm -hmm. Are you protecting the individual or are you protecting the interests of the people that are basically laying down these gauntlets for business to get done? Uh, and so it's really, really interesting that all of a sudden in a hearing that was supposed to be about crypto cryptocurrencies, they're challenging the their like authority and basically challenging the, the whether or not they have the jurisdiction. Did and they have an answer who they are protecting? They basically said we're protecting the people and we're going to continue to act as normal. And I mean, business as usual. They just basically had to answer to those to, to those points. And the, and the answers were pretty clear. A, they don't have the resources. They can't currently enforce the regulations that they have on the banks. So how they're going to turn around and enforce the regulations on individuals, they're basically going to have to cherry pick and make examples of people. They came out and they said any ICO is basically considered a security. They're basically trying to consider all cryptocurrency securities, but they failed to do... Uh, um, do we? No. Um, I should know this. Um, there's a rule that basically, or, or a test that you run to see if something is a security. But basically the way that the, the a guy from the SEC came out and said is, look, if you promise me the return of higher value at a later point in time, it's a security, point blank. And so anything, including Bitcoin now under that definition is a security. And, and by that standard, like basically if you promote a security they're going to come after you um and so they're basically if you promote bitcoin on youtube like if we're promoting bitcoin if we're coming out and telling you hey you need to come buy bitcoin right now because this is a good financial advice they're going to come after you now a how can they stop you and me from talking about what we are doing personally and by the way, this is my own personal opinion, and <laughs> this is not an investment advice. <laughs> backtrack, backtrack, and, disclaimer is coming. <laughs> and, and, and. Um, but, I mean, to, to, to a real level, if they can't enforce what they're, they're, they basically came out. I mean, several senators came out and said, you are guilty of allowing major banks, the big banks of basically manipulating the markets and you're worried about individuals manipulating this market mm -hmm. where do we draw the line and where can you actually do compliance so it was super interesting i think there was one point that was really telling where they came out and they were talking about the retail side of this and the retail being um like being able to get a bitcoin etf or a bitcoin like 401k account and the guy that asked the question just had like the creepiest little smile about that. Ooh, I like it. And and so it was like, yeah, that's coming. We're not we're not we're not really going to talk. You're about not that telling right me now. anything. So they are saying or did say today in court that they are protecting the people, so they don't have any plans in just being fraudulent like BitConnect. Nobody's going to be taken off with your money. No, I mean they're going to go after they're going to go after people that are doing fraud. I mean, if you're committing fraud, they said it point blank, we're going to come come get you. They they specifically addressed Russia and Venezuela as far as their cryptocurrencies to try to get around sanctions. So if they're going to specifically name out countries, I mean, if you're running a billion dollar Ponzi scheme, be careful, they're coming after you. The Texas has come out on the lead and has now put 
three cease and desist orders. Uh, first USI Tech, then BitConnect, and now Devor Coin. Uh, more to follow. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we are going to see a nice scrubbing of this particular industry. I think that right now we're seeing the beginnings of that. And as soon as they're done kind of cleaning up the dirt, then they're going to come in and they're going to say, oh, this is perfect for Wall Street. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bitcoin's going to be at an all-time low. And they're going to go gobble, gobble, gobble. And that's when the, the real, you know, we talk about trading patterns and things like that. And one of them is called the Elliott Waves. And so uh, there's some discussion as to which wave we're in. Are we in the second wave or are we in the third wave? Or are we in the fourth wave? I happen to think that we are entering the third wave. The third wave is typically the biggest. Um, and I think it's going to be, it is the third wave because it's the retail wave. So this is when mom and pa get to grab their 401k money. Or in your case, Jeremy gets to put his 401k money and decide that he wants to you know, uh, Jeremy, your, your husband. Mm -hmm. Shout out, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, shout out, firefighters. Uh, yeah. First responders, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, all your good first responders go out there, and and you want to put some money aside, and you say, "Look, Bitcoin's is good for me as a hedge on the rest of the market. I'd like part of my portfolio to have that." Now you have an ETF that can let you do that. When that happens, we are going to see a flood of money enter the market. I mean, nothing has come close to that. And especially with the correction, like we, we saw in the last few days of the market, in the last, yesterday was the largest single day correction. Um, you know, the market's still going to continue to fall. I think today it was also down. Let's see what the market's at today. Today, the market, nope, up 1.4%. The NASDAQ's up 2%. Um, gold is down 1.3%. And uh, the S&P volatility is down 17%. So markets seem to have stabilized. Uh, and Bitcoin's still kind of getting hammered. Um, again, why is this happening? Bad news. It's pretty cut and dry. There's been a lot of bad press. And especially after all the hype, we're investing in this thing now because we know it's hit this and we're going to see this again. We're not investing in this because we're, we're saying... Hey, this is going to the moon, you know, and that's the only direction it's going. And so we're taking this risk as individuals because we believe that once something in an open market has hit a certain level, it, it will come back. So it's a good time to buy whenever it's hit a low. When is a good time to pull out? Do you uh, ever want to pull out yeah, your yeah, money? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Again, that's that's kind of what we were talking about. Like you're going to have to learn when to pull out. You're going to have to learn when the high is. And so when... When you see $20,000, I had one friend that was really smart, and he took out $1,000 and covered his initial investment completely. Mm -hmm. uh, and now he's riding on house money. But you don't want to take out more than that. Because no, you, I would see that, and I would want to take out not all of it, but maybe half, because that have, money could be no, really no, no, beneficial no, to me, and then let the rest of it ride out. That is a perfect plan. Well, half, John, do that for me, because it, so far, my Bitcoin is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, but you came in you came in at a relative, Very late. relative high, mm -hmm. and, and also, you know, the point to the exercise that you did was to get in the market. It wasn't to put in your, your investment nest egg or whatever, or whatever you want to do with with. Uh, cryptocurrencies as a whole, whether you're investing because you believe that this is a new dot com and 10 years from now it will be worth a lot or whether you believe that in six months it will be worth a lot. That's that's kind of on you 
as an investor to decide what it is it's doing for you or if you're just holding it because you really believe in the technology and you want to use it. I mean, all of those are options. For me, it's the first. It's that this is a 10-year play. It's a, this is like really long-term, mm-hmm. you know, stuff. Um and, and and from that perspective, you're right. You don't want to take out you don't want to take out you hold. Mm-hmm. Uh you huddle. And so as you're holding on for dear life, it's hard to say I'm going to release a portion of that out into the wild, but you have to. You have to take those withdrawals and keep some of that liquid and know that you're going to have to go from cash to Bitcoin and back to cash to maintain your stash. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's part of your technique for investing is that you're going to have to learn how, when the market ebbs and flows. And, and the same thing goes for the stock market. It's just that pe- most most people let a fund manager do that. Most people will allow a 401k to, to do that for them, um, even though that's not really their purpose. Their purpose is just to redistribute the wealth in a, in a manner that mitigates risk, uh, where trading is just really, you know, if there's a down market, you are trying to catch these what are called bear traps. Um, we're getting some rain out there. It sounds like it, but I don't see it yet. Oh, I see it. Okay. Update, I see the rain. So something that really caught my eye today was we had this fall. We were yesterday. So yesterday at noon, we were sitting right around uh, 8,600. And then all of a sudden, we had a little bump, and then it came down. And then last night, right around 3 o'clock in the morning, it bottomed out. And then all of a sudden, there's a little bump. And... They had kind of early released some of the notes of the SEC meeting, and I think that they knew people knew that the news was going to be good, mm-hmm. but not great. And so, guess what? There's this prolonged drop that's been happening, and there's good news, but not great news. We're going to see a repeat of this little pattern that we see here. You see a little like Nike strike right there, mm-hmm. and then you see another one right there, and then you see another one right there that's kind of all, you know, nested inside of one another. Those are called bear traps, and what that means is that it's going down, and it looks like it's finally broken up, and it's going to go the other direction, but really, it's just going to keep going down. This almost followed that to a T. It's now breaking up, continuing to break up a little bit. We might have seen the the bottom here. I don't think that's a full cross just yet, but we might have seen the bottom. If it bounces off of this top band up here... Mm -hmm. Uh, and comes down hard, then we will know what's what's up. But for right now, I'm going to reserve my judgment on what's happening um, until a little longer. Uh, let's move on to some news. What do you say? I say what the FUD. What the FUD. How do you feel about selfies? How do I feel about selfies? Well, Are you a big selfie taker? I am not a big selfie taker. You know, I've been more of the... A selfie with my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, just to you know, send the family a pic. But there are necessary selfies. Yeah, there's. Like I a- I will take selfies, which makes it not a selfie. But if I'm with a group of people, and rather than bug somebody to take a picture of us, I'll I'll put my phone up and take a picture of us. And of course, it's not quality; it's absolute crap, and it'd look a ton <laughs> better if I had somebody else do it. But I do appreciate the artistic quality that some people can do in their photos. You're a really good photo taker. Thank you. Um, but now there are selfies for the win. 
I read an article that says sharing the latest pictures of avocado toast and latte hearts with the world might become a part of the crypto economy. A startup called Selfery wants to create a new take on that of social media influencers on Instagram, Snapchat, and other well-known picture-sharing platforms with a crypto twist. Selfery wants to give people the opportunity to get paid for each like their photo receives. People with huge amounts of followers could earn a huge amount of money. To me, this kind of sounds like the Steemit platform that you were talking about. Yeah, so, that does sound like Steemit. Yeah, so people post their cute photos, they get likes, they get shares, they get hearts, they get all that fun stuff that you look forward to after you post on social media, mm-hmm. but instead of all that, you'll get money. Um, this company allows users to monetize their visual content by rewarding them in U tokens, Y-O-U tokens, which is Selfery's own cryptocurrency that was built on the Ethereum blockchain. Do you know anything about U tokens? I do not. It's just a new thing. I do not know anything about those guys. But still, I thought that sounded cool. But then what's going to make me mad? All these Instagram models and all this different. Then they're going to go on and they're going to earn a bunch of money for being good social media people. And I'm not because I don't post my avocado toast. Well, so you know that um, we're part of a little community, the crypto junkies. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going to start doing a little something there. We're going to start doing um, selfies, lots uh, and lots of selfies, kind of like selfies. <laughs> we're we're going to try and run a little uh, promotion, self promotional hustle to all our all our crypto partners. I like so it. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and get on Steemit and start posting our material on there, and try and you know support each other and and hit views and make good comments and stuff like that. And so. By creating content, mm-hmm. we'll kind of be doing selfies, but I mean, it won't be real, like really doing selfies, but we'll be, we'll definitely be posting stuff and kind of getting out there and generating stuff. So post with a purpose. Post That's with a purpose. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. You were talking about the correction that Bitcoin may be going through right now. Yeah. Well, there is some really good news that this correction could be just what the currency needs. The hype surrounding Bitcoin was all aimed at the incredible growth that the digital currency has experienced since it began less than 10 years ago. People were unable to keep away from the, from the chance to triple, double their money in a matter of weeks, which is what I was hoping to do, um, <laughs> rather than years, as would be the case in normal investments. Everyone was joining in on the Bitcoin craze with hopes of making money off their investment. While Bitcoin has been founded by people who believe in the technology, but then all these people join in and they're uneducated spectators Speculators. What is that word? Speculators. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to read. Um, uneducated speculators. People who were new to the scene were only used to the upward trends and huge returns, but they weren't ready for the crash. So as this crash began, and now it's still going on, slicing off more than half of the value of Bitcoin, these same speculators have flushed out of the system. The sell-off from such investors has played a big part in the fall of Bitcoin price, but it has shaken out more than just the so-called weak hands. So this may sting for the moment, but anyone who has decided to hang out despite being at a loss, but those who remain probably have more than a passing interest in the technology. So the loss of mass speculators. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say that word. So the loss of mass speculators could be just what Bitcoin needs. Do you agree? Uh, I They're don't saying think shun I, the non-believers. Uh, Look, speculators are going to be here regardless. You're going to see this market take huge swings 
that's why there's speculation because it, there's huge volatility. There's going to be huge speculation. So, nah, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You say speculator. I no, damn it. I just messed that up. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. How would you like to be able to travel using your bitcoins? You and your wife do a lot of traveling, right, John? We do. We do. And, uh, you know, in all fairness, I have actually looked into this. I have almost bought a ticket with Bitcoin before. Actually, you know what? So, sad news. When my sister passed away, mm-hmm. we actually did buy my tickets with crypto down to Venezuela. What airline? Uh, I want to say it was American Airlines back then because we booked it through some, like, it was like a kayak type place. I can't even remember. I didn't do it. Somebody else did it. So I just remember that that's they, the only way we had money, that group of guys that I was working with at the time, the only money we had was crypto. Mm-hmm. So we had to pay with crypto. Mm-hmm. So there you go. See, you're way ahead of your time. Well, there is an airline who wants to jump on and start accepting Bitcoin as a payment method, and that's Peach Aviation, which is a low-cost airline in Japan. They initially announced back in May 2017 that customers would be able to use Bitcoin as a payment method by the end of the year, but then comes into 2017, and they're like, hey, we're not going to be ready. We're going to postpone this until March 2018. Um, Well... Some Japanese broadcasting corporation published an article last week that said that Peach Aviation officials were questioning the dependability of the cryptocurrency after the Japanese crypto exchange. CoinCheck was hacked for $434 million. And in light of recent volatility in the markets, I nailed that word. Um, but they released a, a response to that article and said no. There have been some reports Today on our company, we're tracing its plans to enable airline tickets to be purchased with Bitcoins. However, this is not something that was announced by our company and is not a fact. We are currently considering our start period and aiming to introduce such a service. But as you mentioned earlier, Peach Aviation is not the first to accept Bitcoin as payment for flights. In July 2017, Air Baltic added the option to purchase flights with BTC and Singapore Airlines as recently um, as yesterday, February 5th, announced a blockchain-based frequent flyer app to be released in August 2018. So we're going to win big, we're going to score big, and we're going to travel big. That's what I'm hearing. I'm going to travel to Japan. I'm going to go see Godzilla. <laughs> My husband is still so envious of your passport because your your passport is... Dude, I had to, I had to give that up. It's weathered. It's No, used, I had to give it up. It's, it's gone. All it's Why? Gone. Because I had to get a new one. Okay. Yeah. You made it sound something like, like no, I had to get a new one. <laughs> I had to give up my passport. I'm here now. No, no, for no. life. Yeah, because you use it too much. Yep. Your yep. stamps on that thing is insane. Yep. Whereas me, I just got my second passport, and I'm mad because there goes two, three stamps on the other one that I can't use anymore. Like I need to collect all of mine. I need a lifetime passport because <laughs> I don't do that much international traveling. Well, speaking of international travel, we might be going to Poland again here soon. Of course. Of course. That's what we do. <laughs> Tell the in-laws I said hello. Of course. Um, we need another Euro trip. That oh, yeah. last one was fun. I do have one more thing for you. What do you got? So no more Godzilla? You, and... didn't, you didn't see my Godzilla? Oh, no. I just thought you were being corny. Oh. No. <laughs> that's, that's cute. <laughs> I like it now. Never mind. Jonathan, I've gotten to the point 
in our relationship that if I don't understand you, I just keep going because I don't understand I, you a lot. Uh, that's okay. That's, but that's because of me. I, I'm it's pretty me, sure it's not you. I'm pretty sure the beginning of my relationship with my wife was her not understanding what I was saying. <laughs> Pre- love pretty you. certain that's of that. What, that. That's what happens for me whenever I hang out with smart people. I'm like, ah, just keep going. <laughs> don't ask me any questions. <laughs> Well, listen, um, real quick while we're at while we're in here, uh, we are streaming, and I'm I'm hoping. Oh, there it is. I am hoping. Yep. I want to introduce us into the Better Than Money Discord real quick because I was thinking about it, and I was like, hey, they people probably haven't even seen this. They don't even know what this is. So this okay, is our Discord. So uh, real quick, if you want to, you can go to our website and you can see us. Uh, BetterThanMoneyPodcast.com. Yeah, let me let me throw that bad boy up there real quick. Uh, so you can go to Better Than Money Podcast. Look at that. Two letters and I'm in. Love it. Is that because it's searched all the time or is that just because it's a favorite of I yours? Watch my, I, I, I watch <laughs> myself in the mirror all the time. I'm saying one day it could come up in a uh, predictive search. Maybe. Yeah, because so many people are searching for it. Let's so, make that happen. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so here is our website, and you can see our latest episode on the front page. And then if you go down to contact, uh, then you can check us out on our community on Discord. And so it tells you who's live. So I'm live, and Edgar is live. Lacey, you're not live. Hey, Edgar. Um, but I don't think he's watching right now. But you can hit this connect button right here. And if you do that, then you will join our community. You can also find us on RSS feeds. Uh, email us at info at Better Than Money Podcast, Twitter at Better THN Money, and Facebook at forward slash Better Than Money Podcast. Um, so back to the show. The Discord channels where we post a lot of our research and sources and materials and i try to keep everything in there organized uh but you know it's a small community right now we've got um eight people all together and we're trying to grow it um so come on check that out real quick Back jonathan's to- not just the brains behind this operation he's also the muscle <sighs> i don't know about all that <laughs> okay i do have one more thing Okay. Do you want to hear this? Yes. This is audible. Okay. This is a funny dude that I found on Facebook and he does like sort of these comedic PSAs, I guess, where he's just like, Oh, here's what's going on. I saw one that was phone etiquette in 2018, which really hit home for me because think about how much the phone has changed since we've been carrying cell phones. Like back in the day, I used to pay for ringtones and turn my phone up as loud as possible so people could hear my ringtone now if my phone's not on vibrate i'm embarrassed whenever my generic little ringtone goes off because it's like i'm not important i don't need people to hear my ringtone you know see he says stuff like that that's really relatable but i don't know how you're gonna feel about some of this stuff that he said about bitcoin okay okay let's hear it yeah i have bitcoin and you should too if you would have bought bitcoin three months ago you'd have tripled your money by now You're so stupid for not buying it then. Being a Bitcoin advocate is like the veganism of the financial world. You'll find out where I stand on the matter within 11 seconds of meeting me. Bitcoin's clearly our future and our present and probably even our past. It's completely irresponsible not to be obsessed with Bitcoin. 
What do you think? I was all over the place. I don't know what to think of that. Oh, I took out a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. There was a lot of stuff, but I, I appreciated the humor in some of this stuff. Oh, that and was then funny. Some the, and then some of the stuff was just bad, so I had to take that out. No, no, no. That was but um, how do you feel about Bitcoin entrepreneurs being compared to vegans? Because, of course, the, the vegans, joke is... Oh, man. I don't know. Um, the vegans. Well, because vegans used to be the annoying ones. Because the joke is you can't talk to a vegan without them telling you that I'm a vegan. Like, it's that important to them. And now... The Bitcoin investors are being compared to that. Yeah, but does veganism make you money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing somebody getting offensive. I just thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's pretty funny. I'm just trying to think of, like, because vegans are like, you know, oh, my God, I can't I can't have that. So They're I, passionate I'd have to be for like, their own reasons. I'd have to be like... I, I can't take your dollars. <laughs> I'm too good for money. I'm better than money, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm better than your money. No, I can't. I couldn't go there. I couldn't go there. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I don't think we're quite at ve- maybe maybe vegetarian, but not vegan. No, vegans are worse. Vegans are so much worse because there's so much that they can't have, whereas. Vegetarians, you just cut out the meat. But vegans, you can't have okay. the eggs, and you have cheese products because that comes from cows. Okay, and- but but what are we not having here? Are we not having the banking system? Because then Ripple, what's Ripple? Because they're a cryptocurrency that's for the banks. Oh my God, you're too literal. You're supposed to just laugh and take a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, I'm devil's advocate. I gotta I gotta find the issue with everything. Well, some of it that I cut out was saying like. Um, not only am I a Bitcoin investor, I'm also a shamer because if you're not around in Bitcoin, then I have to tell you how you're doing it all wrong. Dude, you're so not smart. No. I just thought it was funny. It made me giggle. I'm still giggling about it. So what did we learn today, John? Uh, we learned that in despair, you just huddle. And what else did we learn? We learned that the SEC is watching everybody very closely and that you better do your homework and you better do your registrations correctly. Do not skimp out on your attorneys because they're coming to get you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We learned that this is probably a really long-term good thing. I mean, I think that the overall sentiment from that hearing was really good. Hang on. You asked my predictions for Bitcoin, but we never got to yours because I said... Hmm. uncertain but if i had to choose i would say i'm in i'm not pulling out my money okay um how do you feel i feel like bitcoin has basically followed suit to all of the charting tools that we have like as a trader uh it's it's pretty much matched up to the, the the hype the trading hype uh pretty well and so I expect that traders will continue to manipulate the market in a way that makes it achieve predictable resistance and support zones. What that means in English is that when everybody's looking at the same chart, it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so if everybody thinks it's going to 5500 it's going to 5500 
if the general sentiment in the street is we're at 75 we're at 7675 right now and there's still more bad news coming we're probably going to 5500 which was the last support zone so when i'm talking about support zone uh if we go back to the charts here and you see me pull this up right here you see those lines in different colors right there those are called fibonacci levels and so what we're doing there is we're drawing the last level at which the price point was at so this red down here, this bottom red, means that the top of that level is 6,088 of that Fibonacci level, and the bottom of that level is 5,500. So what that means is that somewhere in there, in that 5,500 to 6,000 level, that was the last time that Bitcoin found, like, you know, stability. Mm -hmm. And so... That's the next place we see where it can fall to. So right now, we're basically at the end of, if you, if you see the chart that we're looking at here, uh, we came at the very top of the, this, this wave up here. These, these are oscillators that I'm looking at. They basically look at the energy of the market, volume, people trading. And so we see that we were at the very, very top and we're sliding. We're almost at the very, very bottom here. So when we reach the absolute bottom of this graph right here, that means that we really don't have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. So energy-wise, we, we've spent all of our downward force energy, and we're going to go back up. So as I pull this back, you see that it always kind of goes back to the middle. And so just on that, we know that in a period from December 19th to now, we've almost gone through a full you know, from the top to the bottom, we can expect that looking at, as we zoom into these prior ones, if you, if we keep like zooming into these levels, they look like each other. They just keep repeating in and of themselves. They just keep like the waves look like the last one, except bigger. And so that's basically saying patterns repeat in trading. And once we see something go all the way to the top, it's got to nat naturally come down. Once we see something go all the way to the bottom of the market, it's going to naturally turn around and come back up. I think that the fall of all of this news is the way down. I think that the entry of traditional markets is the way up. That just became a reality this week in, the in, in North America because Canada released an exchange trade fund based on Bitcoin. And so that means that the United States will probably soon after follow suit. And even though China just banned all foreign exchanges, they're not going to be able to, to ban decentralized exchanges. They don't. I mean, China can already not ban people from going to external, external sites. It's called a VPN, virtual private network. And you can appear to be in Brazil, even though you're in China. Mm -hmm. That will allow people to basically circumvent any kind of geographic barrier so the only other thing is how do i get my money in and out well there are now decentralized exchanges coming that will completely do away with the way that we put money into the system and you'll be able to do it in a way that doesn't have a brick and mortar behind it it'll be multiple people will, will all let's say you me and another person own a bank account together and we have a bunch of cash in that account and we link it to a bunch of stellar in another in a stellar account and those two offset each other. And now somebody can just go to that bank account, 
put money in, take Stellar out. And it's all decentralized. So that's coming. And I think that that will eventually be the part of that next big wave of money coming in. And that's probably what's going to drive prices maybe as high as, you know, the next big wave looks like it's going to go up to 40,000, 50,000. Uh, and then we're going to crash back down to the 10,000s and people go, oh, my God, Bitcoin crashed $30,000 in like a week. And it's going to be shocking. And then we're going to go to 100. So are you in or are you out? Oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so just wait, a little wait, wait. bit. Wait, wait, wait. I'm out. No, wait. I'm in. No. <laughs> just a little I'm bit in. more info in the recap right there. Go ahead. What else did we figure out today? Uh, that's it. Uh, we got, you know, FUD in the news. Um, we have some good stuff in the news, small stuff. Uh, but overall, the market has taken a big, big hit. Uh, it's recovering from... Basically, a lot of potential harm that could have been done from speculators, but I think uh, we'll see real money come in now. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Well, so it sounds bad, but it's actually good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, with that, I think we have about run out of time. We want to thank you for listening. Um, I think we need to do a quick shout out to uh, one of our new potential partners here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm working with my cousin on a company called Cryptmint. Uh So full disclosure, I am invested in this venture. And we are making physical Bitcoins. Oh, cool. And so I'll be making one for better than money with our logo on it. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have our own coin. With Albert Einstein on it? With Albert Einstein. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get that one. I told you he's the brains and the muscles. So check that out, CryptMint.co. Uh, check us out at betterthemoneypodcast.com. Check out our Facebook. Check out our, I don't think we have Instagram yet. No Insta yet. That will be coming though because, uh, duh, we got to do our selfies. That's right. (laughs) Um, You can also chat with us on Discord. And Jonathan already ran through how you can find us on there. That's it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We are Better Better Than Than Money. Money. And now for the legal disclaimer. Anything you heard on this episode should not be considered investment advice. The views and opinions expressed in this show are our own and those of our contributors. So do your own research, work your technical analysis, set up your stops, and please, invest responsibly and only put in what you can afford to lose. Goodbye.